0: It, it, it's March. It's March. John, oh hello. Oh my god. John, it's March. how are you doing? <laughs> um, how are you doing in, in, in this fine um, third month of two, 2023?
1: Um, I'm hanging out. I'm chilling. It's... I'm Well, I'm not exactly chilling. It's been kind of warm outside these past couple days, and I'm not enjoying it.
0: At long last. I, I, don't, I,
1: I, I don't like the warm. I hate it.
0: I've, it it's been like... 50 degrees out in philly and i am have my windows open because so i'm like i'm i'm sick of being stuck completely inside i'm sick of winter i hate it uh and then it starts raining and it's like raining in february or march and i'm like okay it's it's too early in the year to have my windows open i guess i'll go <laughs> back to complying with how things should be
1: yeah i went outside the other day and it was like 80 something degrees and i was like i don't like this good heavens i'm I'm not i'm not having fun anymore <laughs> i
0: i heard it snowed in california the other day it, what?
1: it did snow in california the other day there's there's
0: weird things going on oh my christ oh my christ all right uh well, how have you been how have you been uh we ended up not getting anything done in february um because i got COVID and that kind of through wrenching things Ooh, so how have, we, how have you how you been doing
1: um i've been hanging out i've been trying to Get my shit together. Uh, I I had I had like a like a life realization in the middle of February. Well, not really the middle of February. It happened like a, towards the end of January. But I started like really mm-hmm. getting into gear in the middle of February. Uh, I'm sure longtime listeners and, and probably you too, Aiden, will will recall how I I graduated in like 2021. And then mm-hmm. I kept talking about how oh, was, yeah, I was a job. You know, I, I always just kind of, kind of flip floppy about it. Um, I had a moment where I was like, damn, I need to, to get a fucking job. <laughs> and I kind of, I, I kind of cracked down on that. Uh, and I actually woke up today to a, to a, Hey, we, we checked out your resume, take this code test. And, oh, and I, I, I plan on taking that after we record. uh, it's exciting, because I sent out, like, 20 applications, and only one of them responded to me.
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking applying for jobs sucks. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. Like, uh, I personally, like, you know, I don't think anyone can really fault you for it's not having a job at the moment. Things kind of suck. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I it, it think it, it's been one of those, uh... It's one of those days. Everything is sucked. Everything is fucked. Everybody sucks. um, Especially applying for jobs, but that's really exciting. Um, I really hope that goes well.
1: I do too. (laughs) Um, But besides Uh, that, uh, I've also been trying to become a well-rounded person when it comes to things I consume. Uh, In particular, the thing I've been working on recently. Is Destiny 2, uh, Destiny Two Lightfall. Destiny Two Lightfall. No, uh,
0: <laughs> sorry, 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 uh, sorry. We can talk about that, about
1: that after because uh, I have been playing a good bit of that in the past couple days. Uh, I've been trying to expand my my music taste recently. Mm-hmm. I, I've uh, my good friend is, who I who I talk to like every day. Uh, she's super into metal, and she's been trying to get me into metal for like the longest time. And I've, I, I, fi- I finally caved. I'm I'm getting into metal. Uh, oh uh in particular i i've i've grown i've i've developed a huge attachment to the band sleep token uh people some listeners may have seen my tweets about sleep token uh i don't think you've ever listened to sleep token uh they've been kind of blowing up on tiktok uh ah. their their whole gimmick is that they are identityless performers uh there's the singer who goes by vessel uh and then all of the other Band members are just numbered and their identities are a secret and they make really good music. Vessel's voice is really cool and they do uh-huh. some screaming sometimes. And then there's, there was one song with a trap beat and it kind of scared me because I didn't expect it. <laughs> um, but I've been enjoying it. Uh, I, I have this whole, after I get through Sleep tokens, discography, uh, they have, they have one more album that I need to listen to. Uh, I intend on doing this marathon of music and I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to go through decades past of the, the, the highest rated albums of all time and, and try to enrich myself in music that I feel like I've missed out on. Uh, like
0: for, for metal or just for all music, like, all, uh, just all music, just, just okay. all music.
1: Uh, because I don't know if I've talked about my history with music, but uh, up until like middle school, the only two things I listened to were Meteora by Lincoln park and no strings attached by NSYNC. Those were the two so- those were the two albums that I had on CD and I listened to them all the time on my CD player.
0: <laughs> I can vouch for Meteor. I'm a big Meteor enjoyer, uh, slash defender. Meteor um, is so good. <laughs> uh but you
1: know, after that, I had like embarrassing moments in middle school where I-, I was exposed to new music and I immediately latched onto it. I had a huge Eminem phase, uh just because mm-hmm. it was something new. Uh I had a big blood on the dance floor phase, which is very embarrassing. I was about Uh, to defend
0: you for having an Eminem phase. I think that that's completely (laughs) defensible. Uh,
1: this girl that I went to church with, she was like, have you ever heard of blood on the dance floor? And I was like, no. And she let me borrow the CD and I like, and it it was, it was so absurdly out of the realm of, of the things I'd been exposed to that I was like, I'm, this is my
0: personality now. Uh, just (laughs) one of those things where like you're a child and something is just so, foreign and like unspeak, like unthinkable to you that it it just has to be cool no matter how fucking dog shit it is. Yeah. Uh I haven't I I ha- I really haven't listened to much music in my life. Like I would say the
1: total number of like actual albums I've listened to like front to back is probably less than like 40.
0: That is genuinely wild. Yeah. Uh I, I I've had a pretty like limited music career, like I think, or limited um like exploration to music growing up. Like I was more or less a homeschool kid for a lot of my upbringing, so like I didn't get a ton of like pop music in term. But that is a shockingly low number to me.
1: Yeah, uh, and it's it's been an issue like a lot of the time. Like uh, somebody would be like, "Oh, this extremely popular album by this extremely popular band." And they're just talking about it so casually. I'll be like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It's just all Mm -hmm. going over my head. What's a Radiohead? What's a What's a Deftones? Uh, Radiohead. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Deftones is I. Uh,
1: But yeah, uh, that's 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 what I'm planning on doing in the upcoming
0: weeks. uh, Mm -hmm. Is getting getting into music. (laughs) It's it's a noble goal. It's a noble goal. I'll I'll just give some recommendations. I. Like I said, I feel like I have a pretty limited music uh, review, so I'll savor any opportunity to be uh more versed than anybody else in the room. Mm-hmm. So expect expect some recommendations coming my way. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, all good and exciting to hear. Yeah. Um, you wanted to talk about Lightfall. I don't know how much you uh, wanted to talk it's... about
1: Lightfall. I don't know if you were serious about that.
0: I was joking a little bit. I mean, like I've had COVID, so like I don't really have much else to talk about. Like I kind of got COVID. And it put me in my bedroom, like feeling a little bit too miserable to do any of the things that I wanted to do. So I've been playing a lot of Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Lightfall. I, I, we'll, we'll have to keep this one kind of short, uh, of just course. because we're we're coming, but uh, but yeah, uh, I feel like it's mid. Uh, what do you think?
1: Damn, um, I'm easily impressed. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I I was very shocked when I logged on to Twitter and there were people like genuinely pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had fun. I can a lot of the a lot of the takes I saw I can agree with. Uh, but I I feel like with my experience I just had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the complaints I've seen about the story I I can understand why people would be upset about <laughs> the specifics about that have they- been said. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the the whole thing centers around a MacGuffin that we know nothing about and is never explained it's fine it's it, it's fine it, it it's fine it's fine don't don't worry about what the veil is don't worry about it it's it's just there it's you, you don't have to worry about anything about what it is it, it's just it's important don't it, worry about it it
1: is a little funny if you go on the uh the destiny 2 twitter and like other bungie accounts uh if any if they've made a tweet in the past couple days all most of the replies on that tweet will be what is the veil? <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: but yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, I don't know. I like strand. I think strand is really fun. I think gameplay wise, it was more or less like a good expansion uh, on the whole. I I can understand why some people are upset about like what they did to the mod system, because I think some builds are definitely pretty hamstrung, like mm. especially stasis setups are kind of fucked over by the new mod setup. Mm. The thing that just kind of annoys me, it's really the writing that has kind of gotten to me. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fan of kind of the Marvelification of Destiny. Uh I feel like it, it had this problem a bit, like, in the very, very early beginnings of Destiny 2. Like, I'm talking, like, back 2017, 2018. And the best thing that happened to the game, tonally, was that they killed the funny character.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... And then, like every story, like I, I feel like turning off the voices. If I ever die in a story mission, I have to hear (laughs) another. Like if I hear, I have to hear the same couple of voice lines quipping about like me picking up an arc charge or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, or like how badass of a space wizard I am. Like it, it just feels like very tiring the way that it's being written now. Like I've, I've been playing the game for like God knows how many years now. I don't need, uh. Marvel Soy character to be like, wow, your character is so cool. Like, I know he is when playing him. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: it 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 did catch me a little off guard how different the experience was from Witch Queen because I thought Witch Queen was like an insanely good experience. Witch Queen was badass. Uh, uh I liked Witch Queen. I've a seen a lot of people insist that uh, Lightfall and the Final Shape were originally one expansion. And then they were split I've heard into this two. As well, yeah. I, I've seen a lot of people say that. I don't know where that's coming from or if it's true, but it kind of makes a little sense,
0: a little bit. It... I, I feel like that theory makes sense. On it's like, it's it's an easy to latch onto explanation for like why things are the way they are. Um, I'm not sure if like it's true or not. Like it makes sense. Like you know, strand is like the green element. There's a lot of elements throughout the Witch Queen campaign that would have like worked, like, thematically synergize with Strand as, yeah. like, a, a naming convention and stuff. Yeah. Um. It, but, like, I, I don't... I truly, like... It just feels like Lightfall's campaign itself is also just, like, a complete mess. Like, it, I, I don't know if they tried to, like, pull it off of Witch Queen and then create something out of nothing or what. But I don't know. I, I've just... It just does not feel like the most impactful story they've ever released. Now yeah.
1: I... I can understand why people are disappointed, but on the other hand, I I feel like this is just one little fuck up. I I I expect that the seasons will be of similar quality to the, of the ones that, because like season of the Seraph was really good. Like, the seasonal
0: content's been good. It's just that this launch story was like yeah. yeah. And
1: I, I I don't see them fucking up Final Shape. I really don't. I I, I hope not. It, it's Final Shape is is the thing that's been being built up to over for for ten years. If if they fuck it up, that's like. I don't know. That's probably like a damnation of the entire company, yeah, and definitely. not just like the writers.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to think. I mean, like I've been. <laughs> it, it's Ugh. anyways. I feel like I've been going back and forth, coping with Destiny, and it's like you know, I enjoy it, but sometimes it just makes it really hard for me to defend it. Yeah. Uh, um.
1: Anyways, wrangling it back in. Anyway. Last thing. Uh, did you see the new tree in the tower?
0: Uh, the one like next to Zavala. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that the... Colonel was there?
1: Yeah, I did. It's, it's I, really I, sweet. I was I was really excited to see Colonel there. It was, it was really good.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh huh. Rest in power. Rest in power. Um, Homestar. Anyway, uh, we anyway we, we we immediately jumped into this as if it were a normal episode, but technically this is the first episode of a of a new sub series on uh, yes. uh, on on the podcast. Uh, yes.
0: Welcome. Our arguably final sub series um
1: potentially
0: wait, I, I there's
1: another one in the works maybe uh if we pull it off I feel like we could do another sub series uh if if I could find more people who are interested in it um <laughs> but welcome welcome to episode episode one of our our fan continuum series yes uh where we talk about fan content fan Fans of Homestuck who made a thing on their own and it doesn't have Hussey's name on it whatsoever, or what pumpkin?
0: Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, the kind of the nature of Homestuck and how it's existed on the internet for a long time just justifies, or maybe not even justifies, but demands some investigation into how other people have uh, explored this property besides just the uh, official ma- official matter, especially considering how much. Um, fan works have, like, played into, uh, the trajectory of, of the series as a whole after, uh, Homestuck itself ended. Yes.
1: Uh, and I mentioned before, uh, we, we had a spreadsheet of, of things that were suggested to us, and the, besides Vast Error, uh, which was (laughs) the most requested thing, um, we landed on God Feels be, being our our first foray into into fanon content. Yeah. And and that's what we're doing here. We're doing God Feels 1, the first one.
0: Yes. Um John, had you had any prior exposure to or reads of or knowledge of or any experiences with this work uh before we came to discuss it today?
1: Um I've never touched it myself. It's. I've always seen people talk about it. It. It is. I have had intentions to read it in the past, uh, but by the time we started the podcast, and like all of my reading energy was going into reading Homestuck content, uh, I never really got around to actually reading Godfields. And it was always
0: Homestuck content that wasn't specifically this. Is what we were reading. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and so by the time we we decided hey we're going to cover f- fan content uh this was really the first opportunity where i had like the energy and the time and could like s- sit with it um but damn th- there's a lot of people who talk about god feels i, I always see it crop up somewhere <laughs> mm-hmm. um have you seen people talk about god feels before outside of our discord like have you i don't know what you do I... in your free time <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i have not um most of what i do in my free time is not reading homestuck fan fiction uh this is actually kind of an interesting like endeavor for me because even though like i was involved i, I was you know a fandom teen i was on tumblr from a young age like the like trade a lot of the creative writing didn't really interest me i mean i was a teenage boy i was didn't i was impatient i had no attention span uh for reading uh for, for basic, for reading fanfiction, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, this is a pretty foreign experience for me. Uh, there f- were a couple times, like, I would go and, like, read something, like, if my friends were talking about something, but, like, it was never really a big habit for me. So, uh, I guess for all intents and purposes, like, I'm coming at this basically the same way that I came at the epilogues, where it's like, okay, this is a, this is someone else's, uh, take on like where things go after the story ends yeah um and it's i yeah basically like coming at it basically from the same place as i was at the epilogues where i don't really have like a ton of weight or attachment to the epilogues being like the explicit continuation or like of there being any specific one path after the story ends so it's a I don't know what i'm trying to get here it's it's a, it's a, it's kind of a new thing for me so i i guess that's me trying to articulate uh my perspective i have on it yeah uh
1: it's a bit new for me too i've i've never really been a a huge fan works person particularly particularly fan fiction uh mm-hmm. i i i i can't even like think of like any fan fiction i've read before i know i've read a handful but like not enough that like I remember it, or, like, they didn't have an impact on me or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, like, play- played a little bit of some of the fan games out there, uh, because I'm a gamer, uh, but, yeah, as far as writing-wise, uh, new experience, new things here. We're, we're, we're in this together, Aiden. We're, we're, <laughs>
0: <laughs> we're the perfect two guys to talk about, uh, Homestuck fan fiction. is what we're getting at here. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, so I I guess uh with that in mind, um, is there so before uh, before I give like a brief summation of uh what goes down in this in in the in I guess the first part of God feels God feels one, uh, is there any uh context or backstory that you would like to bring into the table here before we get into that?
1: Uh, as far as God feels one goes, I feel like the only context that we need is. This this was released right before the epilogues, like literally like a week before the epilogues came out, which I think is mm-hmm. fascinating.
0: <laughs> yes. I think that is probably one of the most interesting dimensions to it. Um it, like in terms just in terms of like how similar it ends up being in a lot of uh, aspects versus the juxtaposition of when it actually came out. Um I guess other in the interest of you know giving proper credit. Uh, this fan was written by the author, uh, Sarah Zedig on Archive of Our Own. So, credit, uh, to her. And, uh, big shout-out. Thank you for bringing this to us. And thank you for giving us permission to uh, talk about it on our show. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll, uh, just get right into it, and then we can talk about some of our thoughts on it. Yeah. So, um, I, I was gonna, I was just about to describe it as being, like, relatively short but actually given that i'm not a big fanfic reader i don't know whether this is relatively short or not um <coughs> it's about ten thousand words so i guess it's that's an objective number so there's that um so i, I the, i'll quit dawdling so uh god feels so the premise here uh where we're starting out in the story um is we are six years after the creation of earth sea after we've won uh suburb uh hopes like ended and not unlike the epilogues, uh, John is feeling depressed and out of touch with himself, out of touch with uh, really what makes him John Egbert, who who he is. Um, also not unlike the epilogues, uh, he has become reclusive while his compatriots involve themselves in building their new world together. Uh, the vision for what's going on in the mechanics of that is slightly different because it relates to epilogues, of course, but... It is a little bit eerie, like, just how similar it rings to the beginning of, uh, Diplogues and points. Um, so, yeah, John is feeling depressed, uh, and just feeling an urge to reach out and talk to somebody. Um, so, it begins, uh, in chapter one, uh, he decides to try to get in contact with Rose, so he reaches out and he messages her. Um, Rose, uh, picks up, responds. Um, and is preoccupied at the moment, uh, and she hands John off to Kanaya. Uh, we get some, we get some, we get some good old, good old Kanaya here. Uh, I do like the way that, uh, Sarah Zedek writes Kanaya. I think, I, 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 although I don't, I, I think that for me, it's kind of hard to fuck up Kanaya. I, I just truly really love her. Anytime anybody includes her in the story is going to be big brownie points for This me. guy, this guy. She's funny. <laughs> she I, she's, she's funny. She's, really she's funny. mean. <laughs> I just love her, um, but yeah, uh, Kanaya is kind of characteristically sarcastic uh, and isn't isn't really there for what isn't really providing what John needs in terms of how to get him to talk about what he needs to talk about. Um, he tries to kind of play along with uh, her verbal games, um, but is his heart isn't in it, and he makes a remark about uh, how uh he felt like one of his responses would feel like something that john would say um and he asks if she can just relay to rose to ha- call him back whenever she's free and he hangs up um that's the first chapter uh in the second chapter um john uh freshly having up off of talking with kanaya uh wants to get alone in his feelings uh is going over his contact list uh to con- and considering who he can reach out to and to talk about how he's ha- talk about what's bothering him Uh, he passed over the Alpha kids, and he considers, in turn, why each of them would be a poor fit for what he's looking for. Uh, Jane and Jake are too busy, uh, Roxy is, you know, someone he loves talking to, but she's probably too busy, uh, giving attention to Calliope, and Dirk just doesn't rub him the right way anymore. Um, he scrolls by Jade and doesn't even allow himself to entertain a thought of why he doesn't want to talk to her, and he finally lands on Terezi, um... He thinks about how much he used to enjoy their conversation together, uh, but quickly throws her on the pile of people who are probably just too busy to give poor little him time of day. Um, Does he's about to uh, close his phone and do something else. Uh, Terezi uh, messages him first. Um, evidently, uh, she's caught wind that John is making mysterious uh, outreach cries for help to his friends where he's being really vague and not Giving many hints on why he's trying to talk to them. Um, and she presses him on what it is exactly that he needs. Uh, John vents to her that he feels disappointed, uh, with generally their outcome and where they are, where he is. Um, he asks her if she feels that, you know, we won, right? Like we beat Suburb, we created the new universe. Why does it feel so hollow? Uh, Ultra as he can offer is, as somebody who has achieved many a hollow victory in her life, um, she advises him to focus on what's real and like what matters rather than the arbitrary, deci- arbitrary labels like having lost or won a game that really, uh, winning or losing didn't impact their material reality that they've got a whole lot of shit in their hands they need to clean up. Um, John continues, uh, unabated by her attempts at uh getting him to see things from a different perspective um and he confesses that uh when he looks around he sees his friends all going through things together with romantic part with their partners um that he feels uh left out of the whole thing uh kind of walls up at this and is like john it sounds like you need to talk to jade um and she refuses to give him any more advice p- from that point on, besides, uh, you know, John, love you. It's been a good conversation, but it really sounds like you need to talk to Jade. Uh, chapter three. Um, John is uh, once again staring at his phone and he's about to not get in contact with Jade before. Um, it, but before he can uh, shut himself back off again, uh, Jade calls him first. Um, evidently at the bequest of Terezi. Uh, he apologizes to her at first for the trouble, um, but he finally asks her kind of an odd question, uh, that he- that the others weren't able to extract from him. Um, he asks her if she remembers how it feels to be human. Uh, she first thinks that it, she, he's riffing on the dog thing, um, at which point he again apologizes and is like, no. Uh, and she immediately gets it and she's like, okay, you're talking about us being gods. Um... Jade goes on to describe how, even from the beginning, she doesn't really feel like she's ever related to the human experience properly. Um, she never had a chance to she, she, or that she never had a chance to be human while growing up. Um, she reminds John that she grew up on a remote, deserted island uh, raised by her grandfather's corpse, and that any guidance she had for the future was given to her by an alien video game system. Um, and relayed forcibly whenever Vriska would try to get her to go, whenever Vriska would make her go to sleep. Um, and this kind of snowballs, uh, Jade starts to dig up into some feelings that she hasn't confronted in a while. Um, and she goes on to vent about how, even after she got off the island and into the game of Suburb, um, even once she finally had that chance uh, in Cascade when they were moving between universes to finally have some agency make a choice for herself, uh, even when she managed to successfully uh, preserve all the elements of the previous session, um, her reward for that was three lonely years on the ship uh, after John died from her perspective. Um, and yeah, basically, uh, th- things kind of a fucking sucked for her. Uh, she continues to remind us exactly how uh bad Jade gets fucked over in Homestuck, um, by talking about how in the final battle uh all she had to do was deal with the dogs, um, and even at that she immediately got knocked out and things ended up being fine, but it uh she failed in her duties. Um, uh, her outburst kind of reaches a peak um when she describes the, fr- the frustration of getting to that end of Homestuck and reaching that thanks-for-playing finale as somebody who never really got to play. And she confesses that she has this really deep-seated uh, fear that at some point in the future, things are going to get bad again, and her friends are going to need her, and she's once again going to let... And she's not going to be there for them again. She's going to let them down again. Um, And she caps it all off by telling John, you know, it really fucking hurt when this all happened, and then after all that happened, and then we got to Earth and you stopped talking to me. So yeah, uh justice for Jade, I think.
1: Absolutely.
0: Um <laughs> uh, she apologizes. Um they collect a piece of the conversation, and she once again uh Jade once again asks John, What was it that you wanted to talk to me about? What is it that's bothering you? Uh John, uh I guess uh eased uh urged on a little bit by Jade being frank about her experiences, uh confesses to her that he felt guilty about making that choice for her, and that's been a big part of why he hasn't talked to her in the years since. Um and he reveals that he did try to use his retcon powers to give her back, uh to like make that experience for her on the ship. Um get like to come back and like give her some companionship. Um but uh it's but uh blah, blah, blah. but despite his best efforts uh it seems that what paradox space was actually demanding and what typhoeus was demanding in his deal uh wasn't so much the literal terms of their contract but that a uh, part of that deal and part of uh making the set, like mending the sessions t- together was that jade would have to be miserable during those 3 years um and yeah, John professes like, hey, I feel really guilty about this. I'm sorry. This was a big part of why I didn't want to talk to you uh, for all that time. Uh, she, Jay doesn't know how to take this. Um, she's really hurt by it. Uh, and she points out to John that uh, even in doing so, he all he's done is once again failed to give her a choice in things, uh, not giving her the option to be part of that or work that out with him uh, in a way that would work for her. Um, John at this panics, and he offers to use his retcon powers to just erase the whole conversation and go back, and, uh, in his moment of desperation, he asks Jade what she thinks that, uh, John Egbert would do in this situation. Um, she's confused at this, and this leads into the last part of the conversation with the last chapter. Um... John, uh, describes how having his retcon powers has just been kind of eating at him all this time. Um, he relates it to their aspects and how they play a part in each of their personalities. Um, he contrasts this by pointing out that his retcon powers were just something that was forced on him by happenstance. Uh, they have nothing to do with who he is. It's just part of him that no longer abides by the rules of the universe. Um, uh, he relates a dream that he had, uh, early on after they won Suburb um in which he had a vision of the entire closed system of paradox space from outside uh and in that moment he recognized that no world or universe escapes this cycle um and that every world including the the one they've made uh with earth c uh will eventually be reconsumed into the cycle and maybe there's something freaky about that maybe right now on earth c there's stations and codes hidden for some session down the line uh but it wasn't the uh it but it wasn't the temporality of the world that frightened him it was uh him his own realization uh that the anxiety that he'd been feeling ever since they won the game um he relate he uh- atri- as- ascribes it to that he's because of his retcon powers he's been severed from whatever ultimate self anchors him to uh that closed system of paradox space, um, that he relates it back. This is like back in terms of like Dave Petta would talk about in homestuck. Yeah. Um, Jade also brings it up, uh, about how for Jade, um, if, if the Jade that's talking that he's talking to were to die, uh, she would be subsumed into some kind of ultimate Jade that would exist somewhere outside, uh, his experience. But for himself, he's a- afraid that, Jumping around using the retcon powers, um, removing from existence experiences that he lived that made him who he is today. Uh, that all of these things have together cut him off from whatever makes him intrinsically John Egbert. Basically, uh, he and in his moment of weakness and fear, uh, he cries out and he cries out to Jade that um, he's. Terrified that, uh, without this anchor point in Ultimate John, he'll just dissolve into countless atoms across the universe, uh, gone and abandoned and forgotten uh, by everyone who used to know him. Um, he puts down his phone, uh, and is just overwhelmed by emotion, and in this moment, uh, thinks to himself, what's even the point of going on? He starts to let go, and uh, starts to see his own physical form dissolve in front of his own very eyes. Um, before jade appears physically in front of him uh and and screams out to him that uh no matter what uh supernatural reasoning uh threatens john's existence uh she'll be there um to collect those pieces from across the universe and put them back in the box and bring john back to them um and uh they share this moment and john at first begins to laugh at this and then he starts to cry uh just overwhelmed by having somebody there just but b- just overwhelmed by her show of support for him um, the realization that he isn't as alone as he thought he was um and jade proposes to them that they start getting back together just to go in out and help their friends um and john uh thanks her and has this new optimistic outlook of a brighter future that's possible through uh all those around him that he was blind to before and that that's pretty much what happens. D, 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 God feels one, God feels one. <clears throat> uh yeah. did
1: you miss anything important? I don't think so. I, I Yeah. I think that was all of it.
0: Yeah. Uh it's really good. Uh what 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 what, is, what, what were your thoughts on on reading this?
1: Um your, your, my, your takeaways. My my initial takeaway from this and and I understand why people say this because because of the chapters and parts that come afterwards. um mm-hmm. when people pitch this work and like talk about it, it's always referred to as the the June Egbert one. <laughs> yeah and I was very shocked. <laughs> That's not here like at all. Uh, you you said uh, in, in in our admin channel, that if you come into it looking for that you can see the setup for it
0: uh yeah and, I, I sorry sorry you can go ahead
1: and and i was going to say i i can see that i can i can see the the framework being like put up uh but i don't know i was i was very surprised that that june's not here yet <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, I had also, um, the main thing that I'd heard about this was that it was, like, this was a lot of people's, uh, reference point for their conception of, uh, June Egbert. Um, so I kind of went into it, like, initially, like, expecting, like, am I, like, what, w- what's, what's gonna go on here? Like, I just didn't know what to expect. I was a little bit afraid that I'd be, like, out of my depth, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. Um, as I always am, whenever, whenever, some like, a topic or something I'm not an expert in. Um... <laughs> But uh I think I was surprised at how much this first chapter is like justice for jade, basically. Yeah. Um uh and I respect it a lot. Yeah, I I, 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 I do too. I like the way it thinks.
1: Yeah. Uh this this really does feel like it's setting out to mend the the jade problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh uh we we talked about it in in our end of Homestuck recap of Homestuck. Uh Homestuck really does have that big issue of Jade's just, just fucked over. And so something I like about this that, that I, I was one of my complaints about the epilogues is it actually treats everything that happens with Jade in Homestuck as like an actual issue. Like it's fucked. Mm-hmm. It's it's fucked that like all that happened to Jade and it she just kind of has to deal
0: with it. I think there's some really cruel irony that in this fic, uh, Jade is, like, talking about how she's afraid that something else is going to happen and she won't be prepared to, like, deal with it. And then that literally happens in the epilogue. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was considering that... I think, like, maybe there's some inevitability to this, like, considering that in Homestuck, Jade became a god tier space player which is uh i mean she's a god tier space player like there's nothing there's 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 really not explicitly much she can't do so i i guess that's kind of the um the journal problem to a degree mm-hmm. but like it's still, it still i it, it's still wild that uh this problem exists throughout the entirety of Homestuck and this fic that came out a week before the epilogues did had insight on that and then the epilogues in just walked into the same just like walked into the same rake on the ground again instead of coming up with other way to like lampshade jade's um, uh, like omnipotence and let her be a character.
1: Yeah. This is good. Um, this is good stuff. Uh it's 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 nice to see J- Jade be treated like a character <laughs> with mm-hmm. issues and and things that need to be addressed.
0: Yeah. Um I, I think that the yeah, the Jade stuff was like imp- uh the stuff that most of me like jumped out to me and like impressed me. Um and I was like, yeah, this is something that I agree with this that really diverges from uh from the way that it was set out in Homestuck. Um
1: The the thing about this is it doesn't really feel like it's a divergence, really. Uh this uh Godfields one uh kinda just feels like an extension like it, it to me besides the additional stuff about like the omniverse and like more a little bit more expansion on the ultimate self and the recon powers uh this this to me this kind of does slot pretty well into C- C- homestuck credits esque content cuz cuz I, I i talked a lot during our homestuck recap about how how dour the ending of homestuck feels and and I, mm-hmm. I, I, I like that that John's depression and like disillusionment with fucking everything is is a part of this because I I really felt that uh, during the credits of Homestuck.
0: Yeah, I actually um I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, I know that you mentioned earlier you you mentioned before in our admin chat that like uh this brought you back to how you view the ending of Homestuck as something as like fundamentally a, a sad ending. Um whereas I I feel like uh from my perspective, um the that, that when when I say that I think that Homestuck has like a uh happy ending, or at least it doesn't have like a, a sad ending. Um I, I think that like in in my mind's eye, part of why I say that is that I think that uh The ending of Homestuck does allow for a continuation like this, where it, like, the problems are in the, like, there are problems, um, things suck for people, like, people, like, our characters have not resolved everything, but we can still have this, like, we still have this hopeful takeaway where, uh, they all did still make it out together, and they are there to support one another when they need it. Yeah. Um... I guess that was a lot of of rambling to, like, get around to the point that, like, I think that Homestuck's ending is, uh, happy because this could have been a way that it went. It also could have gone in the epilogue's direction, which is not a lot less of a happy ending, but, like, hey, I mean... Yeah. What are you gonna do? (laughs) Yeah, I think that this is, like, I I guess I just have a different perspective on, like, open-ended endings, um... I'm I'm too, too now...
1: black pilled, okay. I I, I can't.
0: <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Sorry. Um. What else? Uh,
1: I will say it's nice to get, uh, some 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 Egbert Harley content because uh, I always felt like the 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 Strylons kind of like took up took up the spotlight a good bit in homestuck
0: i literally always forget that Jane and john are supposed to be like siblings yeah. and like yeah. <laughs> have the, the have the capacity for a sibling bond until it's specifically stated yeah all it's, all the yeah. all the
1: familial content in homestuck is always centered around the strylons and mm-hmm. it's it's nice to 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 see the what do i fucking call them? the the egglies the, no because there's there's the, there's, there's, the, there, there's the English not, and and Crocker no, on the not, other side I, I can't
0: no we're calling we're calling the Eglies. they're the egg the,
1: Aglies, Aglies now. the <laughs> um it's it's nice to get them see that treatment because uh I, I I feel like they were a little robbed of that in homestuck proper because you know the the meeting between Jade and Jake was hyped up with the them being pen pals and you know we got that letter from Jake before we knew about jake's
0: existence Uh, yeah jade got the first hint of alpha kid's hype
1: yeah and (laughs) and i i feel like the ball was kind of fumbled there in in homestuck proper uh -hmm. and and then there's like other stuff like you know there was really nothing with uh jane and john like at all Mm uh but i i feel like i don't know i feel like these two uh jade and john were were really deserving of that and they never got it uh mm-hmm. especially f- fucking jade because all the jade shit all the jade shit
0: yeah yeah as we've gone over um what do you, so jade and john are kind of like the two characters that like get to get to have like their their time in the spotlight um but what do you, uh, do we you, do you have any thoughts on, uh, Terezi's part in this?
1: Um, I, I kind of didn't know what to think of the Terezi bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terezi comes off as a little, a little more aggressive than usual here. Yes. A little, little more hostile. And I didn't really know <laughs> what to make of that. I, I mean, she's out there in, 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 the middle of the, destru- the destruction of paradox space, looking for Vriska, so I, mm. I can understand a little agitation of of John just calling her up. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah.
0: I think something to keep in mind on that angle um, is that in this version of events, it's been it's been six years. Yeah. Uh, since they beat the game, so it's presumably been six years that Terezi has been out there uh, looking for Vriska. Um, I, I think that it's, I can totally see Driska being a bit more, or, sorry, I can totally see Terezi being a bit more, uh, hostile, um, or a bit, like, more, uh, tired of John's shit at this point, Mm -hmm. um, after that much time. Um, but at the same time, like, I kind of appreciate that, because I think that, uh, if anything, Terezi like, begrudgingly trying to reach out to and comfort John, uh, helps to illustrate on a deeper level that, like, she does care about him, and she is one of the people in his life who cares about him. Mm -hmm. Um, like, I think that, like, the, the strong theme of this is that, uh a lot of this bullshit is just in John's head. Like he's imagining like the degree to which everyone in his life uh, devalues him. Mm -hmm. Um, And in uh, having part of the story be that like one of his friends is begrudgingly helping him out. I I think that helps illustrate like the the, the theme, that theme perfectly is that even if somebody in his life uh, is going to be a bit rough with him or might not uh, like, Treat him super delicately, like she is there and she does want to help. Like she was talking with, uh, she she did talk to Kanaya or Rose about John, um, and feel like compelled to reach out and help him. Um, and I I just think that there's that's 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 a that's a positive. I like it. I don't know. That's that's my read on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, like like the big the, th- the the theme of this whole thing is that you have is that it's very easy to get like to cut yourself off from your own potential support network uh and that the people around you probably care a lot more than you're willing that, that you're probably a lot harsher on yourself than the people around yeah. you are yeah um definitely basically so yeah uh i really really liked it um i think that it does a great job of like were, kicking through uh some of those shitty feelings that we uh, left off with Jade at the end of Homesuck. um and the but and uh it, it gives it gives a good picture of like a depressed and fucked up Egbert um and a very heartwarming uh f- picture of like how they can pull themselves out and like start to feel better mm-hmm. yeah um, I was thinking like it, it this this fic, this this fic is chat is is tagged as sad stuck on A O three um, <laughs> but like I feel like it's a lot less authentically sad than the epilogues are right at least from just the first this I I know that there's some dark content in the later ones to follow, but um, I, I feel like a, a an honest to god authentic conversation about each other's feelings um followed by like a a, a hopeful ending is way less sad than like the way fucking like meat ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's that's my ramble on what I got out of it. Um. Do you do you have any uh thought uh thoughts on my takes on all that shit? <laughs> uh,
1: any thoughts on your takes? I,
0: I, I, I do you have any? I, pfft, that was a, that was a bad question. Um. Do you have any thoughts on this from here, or any any uh, anything else that you want to bring up? I'm sorry, uh, I'm just like completely not. I, I, I'm just the 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 flow is not vibing. This guy's
1: fucking out of it.
0: I'm just. Fu- I I COVID has just completely robbed me of all higher brain function. God,
1: it it's, it's in there. It's, it's fucking up your fucking up your systems.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: my thoughts. Uh. I mean, I already said I liked it. <laughs> uh, yeah, this 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 is a worthwhile little experience, I would say. Like it 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 does things that I feel like would have been worthwhile to be, you know, part of part of Homestuck itself, and, and not taken into the hands of of someone else. But it, it's good. I like it. Uh, mm-hmm. You 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 were right. Kanaya, the way Sarah writes Kanaya is. Very good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I guess one more question that I I just thought that's actually a good question. Uh, do you feel is there anything in the way that you view the epilogues or any of your thoughts on the epilogues that have changed as a result of reading this, or anything that you think that the epilogues could have or should have executed better?
1: Um, it did kind of remind me of how agitated I was with with what they did with Jade. In the epilogues, because mm-hmm. uh, because one one of my biggest issues was they they lampooned the fact that that Jade was treated shittily in in the in Homestuck proper by treating her shittily in the epilogues, and mm-hmm. and it's it's I don't, it's not it's not good it's not even entertaining in a, in a meta way it's just kind of bad. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, I, I think that uh, like, yeah, the the like. I don't want to fault the epilogues to like, I don't think that it's necessarily the epilogue's responsibility to like each of the characters in the story to give them a full conclusion. Um, like it it's impossible for like, every character in the series to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it does make it feel worse. I think in retrospect that like they actively have another shitty thing happen to Jay to take her out of the action. Um, Instead of addressing that at all. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, and I guess at the end of the day, uh, it's good that f- uh fan fiction exists as a space where we can explore possibilities like this, and I'm happy to uh have found something that does that. Um, all
1: right. What's your, uh, what's, your what's your take on the sorry. interpretation of the, uh, well, on the interpretation of the, the recon powers. And Um, how the ultimate self is handled here. How'd you feel about that?
0: I think that it's... uh, It's surprising to me... uh, The the ultimate self stuff is another aspect of this that really shocks me at, like, how closely it lines up with how things ended up in the epilogues. Mm -hmm. Um... Like, it's... Uh... It's very, it's very evocative of, of meat, right? And how, or sorry, that's, it's candy where Dirk kills himself. Um, it, it's evocative of, uh, like what Dirk talks about the ultimate self. Um, and like trying to collect like all the, like all of his pieces into one. Um, but from the perspective of John, obviously John is a lot less of a egomaniacal lunatic. So she just kind of recalls in fear of the prospect of it. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I, I, I liked it as like another way to explore the link between, um, the aspect and like the, each character's personality, Yeah. um, and like how the game would incorporate the aspect into that. Um, and I like it as a contrast to that, to like introduce, like just kind of a way to like Thought experiment throw a throw a wrench into the gears, um, of how something like the retcon powers would affect John's development, uh, when it's disrupting like how he was supposed to experience like his wind powers and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, and I I think it is like genuinely like kind of chilling, uh, to consider like from John's perspective like the notion that everyone around you is tied to this idea is tied has like an essential version of themselves that they're tied to that like they intrinsically can't betray. Um, but for him, uh, like anything he does is desperately like hang on to his identity as John. Um, so yeah, I think it's another interesting continuation of like the, the aspect stuff just, is like a a side uh, or maybe not like I'm not like a parallel to it, but like as a, an alternative of like okay, so here's everything, here's this, here's like how you're represented when things are going right. what well, if we just throw in something that completely fucks with all that, um, and yeah, I can see how uh, I I feel like it is like we talked about it earlier. It is laying the groundwork for like uh more introspection on like john's gender and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um what did you think of like i I know that uh yeah like i mentioned earlier like i felt like that stuff was there if you were looking for it but it wasn't um really the main focus what were your thoughts uh reading this like on june lookout
1: um hmm I really didn't think too much. Like I can see, you, you know, from from my own experiences, I can I can see a lot of a, lo- a lot of John's feelings, like lining up with similar feelings I've had, uh, mm-hmm. in, in particular, like the whole like disillusionment and and shit, uh, and like I I can see it, but like. The, the 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 things that I pick up on, I, I'm picking up on because like I'm looking for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like you said, I I was on June lookout. I was like looking for things that can be applied that way. It's not it. It's like not overt in the slightest. I I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know the next part is when it does become overt and be, does become a focus. Uh, I don't know. I I. As always, uh John is the only character in Homestuck that 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 I can find myself relating to. Uh and it was here too. Uh it's just you know, I was I was on June lookout, so I I, mm-hmm. I picked up on things.
0: Yeah, I feel like um I, I I felt like uh that while some of it was like this feels like a June thing, I feel like a lot of it also was kind of just like more like a generally applicable like being a person in your young 20s yeah um like i think that that uh that question of like a, a big thing that uh comes up throughout this work is that john will uh think like to his interests and like what am i i'm the person that likes uh bad movies and computer programming um but part of what's difficult for that is that john isn't really the defined by those things anymore so um, while he's concerned about like how his rock powers are affecting him and like his feelings regarding that, like he's also just going like there's also this dimension to it that's like, yeah, as you get older, uh you tend not to be easily reducible to a list of things you enjoy when you were thirteen years old, and you gotta figure out who you are past that a bit mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of scary, um so yeah i I think that like. A lot of what I was a lot a lot of like what uh, we get with the ultimate self stuff is leaning in a general sense towards that, um, but I, I mean, it, but it is still a theme of identity, and I feel like that it, with the knowledge that this is the June fic, um, it it becomes hard to not think like this, this is probably gonna lead into that some down the line. Yeah. Um uh I'm trying to think of anything else we can go over
1: um i'm i'm personally feeling like we we've we've ringed this part out we we i i okay. we, we've we've properly juiced it
0: okay um i am i am content with that then uh yeah yeah
1: uh no- knowing that the next part is when things start to it kind of make god feels less of an extension and more of its own thing uh mm. i i feel like we can save thoughts for, for when we cover that.
0: Okay. All right. I guess in summary, uh hashtag uh, justice for jade army. Yep. <laughs> um Yeah. Uh <laughs> I, I was I was gonna try to list off everything else we talked about, but I I was like, okay, uh Jade. Um and uh yeah. Great 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 stuff.
1: I mean we got we got forty five minutes of talking out of like three conversations.
0: So we're <laughs> we're, we're we're good. We're... <laughs> no, I, I just don't wanna seem disrespectful. Yeah, no. Uh I as a summary, uh Justice for Jade. Um I like the handling of the ultimate self in this. I think it's really cool how uh it has its own sort of angle on it, um mm-hmm. unique to John uh versus how the epilogues explore it. Uh and I, I think that it's I, I like the help the hopeful ending. Um, and I think that this is a good, a good illustrative point as to why I think the ending of Homestuck can be viewed as optimistic because it has the room for healing and stuff that we see through here and how this feels like a, another valid continuation of the story. Yeah, Those are my thoughts on yeah, it. Yeah. Good thoughts. Good. Good summary. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> got anything else uh, we want to go over before we sign off on this one? Um, I think I'm good. Alright. Awesome. Uh well in that case, uh John, uh shall we thank our patrons before signing off on this one? Sure. All right. Wait, let, uh, let me check
1: to make sure you still got your two. I don't I haven't checked the Patreon in a while. I don't know who's here and who's not.
0: We lost everybody over February.
1: <laughs> Alright, it's 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 still it's still the same group. We're good.
0: Alright, uh, well then, in that case, uh, thank you so much to our patrons, uh, starting with, uh, Michael P. and Poof the 27th.
1: And the other ten, uh, Ashen1, Haxus3, Mel, Tezrak, Amber M., Danny, Caffeine, Gareth F., Simon Martins, and Corin. Thank you all for money.
0: Thank you all so much for money. Um, if you want to give us some financial support, uh you can go over to patreon.com slash Um We would very much appreciate it. Uh, or uh, it's also fine if you don't. Um, I would also like to extend a gigantic thank you to everybody else who is listening. Uh, fans, uh, listeners, fans, haters, listeners all alike. Um, means a lot. Uh, it's a lot of fun going on this journey, uh, and we appreciate having people go along with us. Um, I would also like to extend our third shout-out, as always, to Alex, our artist and editor. Um, thank you so much, Alex. Without him, uh, nothing we do here is possible. Um, and with that, uh, we will see you again next week. Uh, or I guess not next. We'll see you again. Uh, next time we get one of these together, uh, as we continue our dive throughout the fan continuum. Um,
1: uh, just just to just to be clear, we we are reading the next part of God feels next.
0: <laughs> yes, that uh, yes, that uh, is on d- the d- d-
1: We're reading God feels two
0: part one, Bittersweet June. It'll 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 be here when it's here. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you all. Thank thank you guys all so much. Uh, have a good one. Uh, and we'll see you. See you.